Previously on Not With A Bang. Pat, I can't record another episode of the podcast. You see, I have amnesia. My God. Also, what's a podcast? I can't go on like this anymore. Your affair with my aunt's Alzheimer-ridden knee has gone on too long. It's called love, Pat. It's called Alzheimer's. You think you know about knees? I woke up in an ice bath in Uruguay after knee traders stole mine for a pack of cigarettes and a Boston bun. It's me, Anthony. I've returned from my long voyage, but the longest voyage of them all, Pat, Lance, was the one back to you. Back to the podcast. Who are you? I have a dream. I had the best words. Knocked with a bang. World, world, world war three. Knocked with a bang. Under the doctrine of multiculturalism. Go back where you came from. Knocked with a bang. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards nuclear holocaust. Retreat from the world. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Retreat from the world. Those who forget history are going to pee fine. Alternative facts. That is no such thing. With a bang. I am become death. The despair of worlds. Retreat from the world. World War III. I wish that was dead. Well, Donald Trump can't find the words to condemn neo-Nazis, specifically the words, I do not condone neo-Nazis. North Korea has launched another nuclear weapon strike in a terrifying escalation of their ongoing war with the sea. And we're back with another episode of Not With A Bang. Joining us, as always, it's comedian, performer, writer, reader, lover, fighter, love fighter, microphone haver, Microphone lover. It's Pat McCaffrey. <laughs> I was worried you were going to miss microphone lover. I was counting them off. <laughs> How are you lots? Super good. And joining us this time is Cranky Notch Comma, or the anagram he goes by professionally, Anthony McCormack. That, that's true. Thank you, thank, you. thank you for having me. And I am Lance Turnbull, or as I'm known on Twitter, Lance Turnbull. No spaces. And also... <laughs> Also, I'm not really known as such on Twitter. Please follow me on Twitter. So, in his ongoing quest to see exactly how far he can go before somebody even tries to stop him, President Trump has issued a pardon for Arizona Sheriff Joe Apayo. Now, if you don't know who that is, trust me, it's because you're not a Latino American. While Arpaio prided himself on being called America's toughest sheriff, once you hear what he's done, you realise he really wasn't kidding about that nickname. There are countless stories of mistreatment of prisoners, some were beaten or mistreated so badly that they suffered long-term injuries, others were denied medication, medical treatment, or just plain medical attention, leading to long-term permanent injuries, including a pregnant woman who lost her unborn baby, which, if nothing else, raises questions about exactly how pro-life Trump and Arpaio really are. Um, Because despite alerting guards to suffering abdominal pain, she was left waiting for four hours before being seen to by a doctor. 
deaths by suicide in his prisons were at 24%, which is well above the national average, and there were 73 deaths in prison for which there was no official explanation. Plus, there were a bunch of other deaths which are not even recorded as occurring, including one woman who was denied insulin and who fell into a diabetic coma and died 60 hours later, with prison guards saying they thought she was just suffering heroin withdrawal, which raises the obvious question, oh, there was a woman suffering heroin withdrawal, well, that's fine then. Just leave her there to die in the corner. Stop whinging. My grandmother suffered cayenne pepper withdrawal in the 1822s, and she came out perfectly fine once we left her in the... That's perfectly acceptable. But one of the most shocking stories concerns a man called Richard Post. After suffering a car accident, Post was confined to a wheelchair. While in Arpaio's jail for a night, he was placed in a restraint chair for six hours. And subsequently, he spent four months in hospital recovering from injuries, including a broken spine. But, you know, maybe this Richard Post guy was a tough cookie. I mean, let's not be ableist about this. You know, differently able people can be just as evil as anyone else. You know, like, look at Dr. No in James Bond. You know, uh, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man. Uh, Dr. Strangelove or, you know, Acker's Dr. Jones. Um, but Post wasn't a doctor. So um, what did he do? Well, he was picked up for... Possessing a gram of marijuana and calling someone an Englishman on St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Oh my gosh, not on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, yeah. And for those heinous offences, he was in jail for a night, but it was a night that left him with permanent, serious, long-term injuries. It was just so depressing reading this stuff, and I just had to get that off my chest. Sorry. Like, I really yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Um... And, and and so Trump looks at all that and says, you know what, let's wipe the slate clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because outside the heinous crimes against humanity he committed, Arpaio was also clearly fucking insane. He once sent an officer to Hawaii to investigate Obama's birth certificate, which is a long fucking way from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> but you know... Who can trust the federal law enforcement agents when what you really need is federal conspiracy theory enforcement agents? And he once staged an assassination attempt against himself using taxpayers' money to send staff to buy the explosives for the bomb that he was supposedly threatened with and then put, put someone in jail for that crime for four years. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. I was going to say, like, it's not as bad as what we do to asylum seekers on Nauru and Manus Island, but it's it's coming up there. Yeah. So he fitted you up, Anthony, with taxpayers' money, and then four years later, let you loose. Uh, Yeah. Well, that was nice, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He also had his own sheriff's posse. Right? These people who like worked specifically for him, which included various officers who were guilty of various offences themselves, including one officer who was found guilty of possession of child pornography because he took his computer in for repair and the computer repair guy found the images on his computer. That is the Whoa. sort of quality criminal mastermind who's working for the sheriff's officer. The sort of person who doesn't even have the nous to rename that folder boring work stuff definitely don't look in here Janet this doesn't concern you I said leave it alright but his approach to sheriffing is perhaps best summed up in this anecdote right he was appearing at an event when someone asked him when he would start using quote concentration camps for prisoners or as former press secretary Sean Spicer would presumably call them holocaust (laughs) centres to which the obvious response to that question would be Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Security, please remove this anti-Semite lunatic from this event. Obviously, no state law enforcement authority would sanction the use of concentration camps to deal with prisoners. Or, to put that in Arpaio's words, quote, 
I already have a concentration camp. It's called Tent City. Who the fuck hears that question, right? Who the fuck hears that question and goes, Hey, 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 I've already got a concentration camp, thank you very much. God, why is it so hard to get people to appreciate the concentration camp I'm boasting about having? It is the problem the name Tent City? Is that not catchy enough? God, I knew that was a problem. I should have called it Tentpocalypse Now. Or, <laughs> or, or Holocaust Co. Or, or Prisoner Go Die Die. I knew the name was a problem. Yeah, Tent City sounds a bit fun. I want to I wanna have a festival there. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it says so much about the people of Arizona that someone asks that question. Who goes, hey, 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 when are you, you going to put prisoners in a holocaust center? Sorry, I'm using Sean's voice. <laughs> when are you going to put them in a concentration camp? What normal person is asking that question? And Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what normal person is responding in the way that he's responding? What normal person is saying, wow, this concentration camp allegation, that's complete nonsense. It's more along the lines of, I want credit for the concentration camp I'm running. <laughs> like Thank he's you. Boasting about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 it's not cruel. It's a concentration camp. Okay. <laughs> But he's not just famous for using his time as sheriff to audition for CEO of Guantanamo Bay. He's also famous <laughs> for racial profiling, right? Because in 2009, he paraded hundreds of Hispanic prisoners through the streets in black and white prison clothes and chains like they were convicts arriving in a penal colony. And just to reiterate, the people he paraded were not guilty of any offence, right? They were charged with an offence, but not convicted of anything. They were suspected of crimes. Because the common theme here is that he treated people this badly when they were not guilty of anything. Which means he's not tough on crime. He's tough on... I know you're technically innocent until proven guilty, but you sure as shit look guilty based on my colour scales of justice. So uh, throw on a jumpsuit and walk down the streets in chains while people throw rotting vegetables at you and wonder to yourself, am I living in a fucking police state? And then look back at me while I jack off onto the 4th, 5th, 6th, 8th and 14th Amendment while whispering, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Good. <laughs> Ah, uh, gross. Is it possible he's a good guy and this is all just a big misunderstanding? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Knowing all of this, why would Trump pardon this man? Well, there, I mean, there are many theories about why he might have done this. Um, was it to distract from another departure from the White House? Uh, was it some attempt to distract Hurricane Harvey? I mean, does Trump think you can use political shitstorms to distract from actual shitstorms? Also, this Harvey thing is definitely way bigger than any disaster Obama ever had to deal with, right? Obama never had to deal with this much rain. Or, or maybe it was to send a message to the Mueller investigation that he would just pardon anyone caught up in it. Or maybe, just maybe, it's because Trump's a racist asshole. I mean, who knows? Maybe Arpaio will be the next director of the FBI. I suppose the most important thing to remember is Arpaio will be dead soon. Good. Not with a bang. Your audio guide to the end of the world. Coming up on the show, Pat's going to talk about Australia's flirtation with same-sex marriage in the form of an inconvenient nationwide postal survey. And speaking of inconvenient things caused by gay marriage, Hurricane Harvey, which is the worst disaster of its kind to hit Texas since 1961, which I believe was the Wizard of Oz one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, since its founding. <laughs> uh, and speaking of alternative segues, Pat was talking about an American sheriff before, and now I'm going to talk about a different sheriff, Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark, who had been an advocate for Trump during the 2016 campaign. 
Sheriff David Clark, much like Sheriff Arpaio, has been accused of abusing power and making outlandish statements, including that he'd, quote, choke a Democrat. And... (laughs) Again. (laughs) And this one that he tweeted out over the weekend, quote, Democrats and Lib Media are no doubt hoping for Hurricane Harvey to make a direct hit on Texas so they can blame at real Donald Trump. Bastards. (laughs) God, I love Twitter. I mean, I hope it dies, but I also love it. (laughs) And the president, not content to allow a massive natural disaster bearing down on Texas be the worst thing to happen to the country, Trump tweeted... Sorry, I have more to that. Tweeted out with the <laughs> tweeted out with the sensitivity of a baby boomer entering a Facebook comments thread. Of all things, <laughs> it's not racist, but <laughs> tweeted out of all things a book recommendation. Quote: A great book by a great guy. Highly recommended. Attached to an Amazon link to Cop Under Fire by one Sheriff David Clark. Remember, this is the same Donald Trump who famously claims that he doesn't have time to read, which is presumably why he doesn't read his intelligence briefings, yet still has the time to watch Fox and Friends every morning and also spend, thus far, around a quarter of his presidency at the golf clubs he owns in New Jersey and Florida. Did you say he doesn't have the time to read or the capacity? (laughs) I mean, it's it's one or the other, surely. Also, doesn't he hate Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos owns Amazon and now he's using an Amazon link. Yeah, like, probably, yeah what's with that? He yeah. probably hasn't made the connection. <laughs> anyway, being the president during a crisis of this sort shouldn't be all that difficult. It's a, it's a non-partisan issue. You do it like this. Hurricane. Bad. People losing their houses, their livelihoods, some even their lives. Bad. During this difficult time, the people have to come together as a nation and remember that they're all Americans. Now, they all have the power to add David Clark's new book to their Amazon wishlist. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not that easy. <laughs> the point is, the whole Trump administration, eight months in, is a bit like Transformers 5 The Last Night, in that, as that film's reviewer for the Sydney Morning Herald put it, even diehard fans must concede that enough is enough. Not with a bang. Well, Lance and Pat, I want to break my own rule for a second and give Tony Abbott oxygen because this week <laughs> we've seen the breaking story. I mean, he sounds like someone who's been deprived of it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. He does. Uh, this week, the breaking story, our former prime minister is a freak off a leash. Uh, now, you guys have heard about this. That in 2009, when Kevin... Do your homework on Friday night, and that way you've got all the weekend to do more homework. Rudd <laughs> was still PM, uh, and we were so fa- hard to understand why he didn't catch on. So, <laughs> uh, we were facing a little thing, maybe you heard of it, called the global financial crisis, uh, and our government voted on a series of bills related to the now infamous forty-two billion dollars stimulus package. Um, some people say that it, it saved us. From financial ruin, some people say that, uh, uh, look over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that was uh, David Lyons' analysis, wasn't it? GFC? Uh, Now, all all the government was voting on it, except for Tony Abbott, who was pissed off his tits and in a self-induced alcohol-fueled coma. Uh, So powerful, not even the most dedicated parliamentary whip could rouse him. And I'm not angry that Abbott drank himself stupid when he was supposed to be working. I'm not angry he lied about it. I'm not even angry that in 2013, when Wayne Swan referenced the event, only 
to have his remarks stricken from the record, an Abbott spokesperson brandished him a liar. You know, uh, you, you guys know journalists at the time asks Abbott about it, and he, he dismissed the question as impertinent. The, the question of an actual act that he actually did. Uh, no, 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 you, you don't ask those kind of things. That's rude. <laughs> I like the idea that the Abbott spokesperson just said, It's fucking impertinent. <laughs> no, nah, that's, that's fucking defamation, you. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, just give me a second. Uh, I just got to... And you said uh, the most dedicated whip couldn't rouse him, but I believe the whip then was Philip Ruddock, wasn't it? So it would have been so Philip Ruddock. Yeah, so he would have been like, what, like creaking up whipping on his cane? Tony, and, yeah, yeah. Like, whipping I, him hard. I have to assume you're giving up at some stage. And what does that look like? <laughs> what, at what point do you say, oh, nothing's going to touch him. Nothing's yeah. going to get him out of that. <laughs> I love the idea. Just, just Tony, Tony. <laughs> Just, just wait, honey. You've got a chance as leader. No, that's not going to rouse him. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's not going to wake up. Uh, this is a man in his fifties who still gets blackout drunk. Keep it classy, Abbott. <laughs> Remember when he was thrown out as PM and he threw a big piss up in Parliament House? They broke an Italian marble table and everyone went home with their own personal shard. And when he was confronted about it, Tone said. Don't worry, just take it out of the $307,542 pension I'll get every year for the rest of my life for doing nothing. (laughs) What have we been paying him for? To drink? Wait till you get home, you souse. Drink at a fucking pub. You know pub culture, right? It's part of that vanilla Anglo-English tradition you've got such a turgid boner for. (laughs) But that's not even what gets me angry, guys. Because... Anyone with half a brain knows that Abbott is a lying, uh, drunken, gaslighting, oaf abortion of a human being. I know I'm preaching to the converted with that psalm. No, you just converted me just then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The reason I'm angry is that this is only a story. We only have confirmation of it because of an interview Abbott did with Annabelle Crabb. Uh, it hasn't even, as we record this, it hasn't even gone to air yet. But Annabelle Crab, Crab is a safe space. In fact, at times, controversially safe space. Remember that kitchen cabinet show she did where she visited politicians at home and showed their human side? Some atrocities never need to be humanized. We don't need to have tea with Mussolini. Or crumpets with Adolf. And well, might you say this is... Uh, okay, I would watch Crumpets with Adolf. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure well, there was an album on Triple J called Tea with Mussolini, wasn't there? <laughs> I, I often picture the actual act of Tea with Mussolini. <laughs> well, might you say this is Annabelle's fault, drawn like a moth to the dumpster fire that is any promise of Abbott's humanity. But no, I steer clear of such arguments. Annabelle is a marvel to me. She's one half of a real-life Thelma and Louise with her partner in crime, Lee Sales. Uh, But where Thelma and Louise drove off a cliff, Lee and Annabelle are too cunning. I feel like they'd kill a man and get away with it. (laughs) And good! Sorry, where was I? Lee Sales! (laughs) (laughs) That's defamation. (laughs) If, If you're going to confess how terrible you are at your job, confess it to Lee. You know, the Lee half of this incredible partnership. Or, if Lee Sales isn't available, Emerald Barici. 
Don't confess it to Annabelle Crab. Annabelle Crab is the one safe space we have left. I feel like this whole weaponizing of the their ABC and you know the leftist parade that is the ABC journalist and and you know talking about fair and balanced. Everyone says ABC isn't fair and balanced enough, and I feel like Annabelle Crab is the one safe harbor that. Everyone can have tea and, and crumpets with. Scones, I think, with Annabelle Crab. Scones, scones. Yeah. definitely <laughs> scones. So, in short, Mr. Tony Abbott, if you love alcohol so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> no, nah, that, would do, that would erode the traditional institution of marriage. <laughs> That's not fair. Here's the thing. I, like, when you were talking about how Abbott uh, was being paid by taxpayers to drink... I would pay him to drink more often. The more <laughs> yeah. votes he misses, the better. Like, honestly, I, he's the one person I'd be like, oh, Barnaby Joyce. Like, give them, like, a crate full of... I mean, in Joyce's case, I don't know, New Zealand Sat Blanc. Like, just, yeah. you know, put him away in his office and just, like, leave him to drink that. That'd be fine with me. Well, speaking of Tony Abbott, uh, he is the former Prime Minister and current Venice Canal full of cunts. Has <laughs> done his best... I'm glad we appreciated that. <laughs> well, Tony Abbott has done his best to make the debate about same-sex marriage into a debate about anything but same-sex marriage by saying, and I quote, if you don't like the direction the country is going in, vote no. Now, interestingly, the Catholic Church in Australia has announced that they are reserving the right to fire employees who deny the church's teaching on same-sex marriage. This could mean that a teacher at a Catholic school, for instance, could be fired because they marry their same-sex partner. But opposing marriage equality is not homophobic, okay? It's not homophobic to oppose marriage equality, right? It's not. They just want the right to discriminate against you gay fags as much as they can. (laughs) And it isn't about marriage then it will be in terms of employment, okay? But we're not bigoted, you are the real racists. But in the midst of the Royal Commission, the Catholic Church also demanded that the sacrament of confession be protected, which speaks for itself. Because snitches get stitches. <laughs> Catholic stitches. But maybe the best thing gay employees of Catholic schools could do would be to get married to their same-sex partner, then use confession to tell their Catholic principal about it, and see whether they break the seal of confession about that one. Enroll... To vote. Too late. Too late for that. If you haven't done it, you're a real piece of shit. Please rate us on iTunes. And now it's time for a new segment that we just invented 10 minutes ago. China Checkup. Now turn your head. <coughs> Ooh. The Chinese army has revealed why it believes so many Chinese citizens have failed its fitness tests. While 20% of applicants were overweight, the other applicants failed for different reasons. According to the military, young Chinese people need to cut down on video games, use their smartphones less, and also cut down on masturbating. To which I say, no, no, and definitely no. (laughs) Apparently in one city, 57% of recruits failed the physical tests. Were those recruits teenage boys sitting in front of Baywatch? Well, wow, that's a real dated reference. <laughs> Shut up. They're catching up. Um, you know, Baywatch to kids now is like the Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron. <laughs> I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> the Chinese military said 8% of men had an enlarged vein in their scrotum. Which they claimed. <laughs> Isn't that something to be proud of? Isn't that like a the, the latest China tradition? Hey, rest of the world, where's your enlarged vein in your scrotums? 
Let me start that again. <clears throat> the Chinese military said 8% of men had an enlarged vein in their scrotum, which they claim is caused by too much sitting down. <laughs> to be clear, the 8% of men were the ones doing the lying down. Woo! Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, the army said 46% of recruits failed a vision test because they spend too long staring at screens. The other 54% spend too long staring at boobies. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I'm right. You yeah. are so right. You were so right about that. Boobies. I mean, they've identified that it's not the right amount of time that they should be spending masturbating. Why have they labelled it too much, though? And why not? Let's just entertain the possibility of not enough. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Little column A, little yin, yin, yin and yang. That's the point. Let's yin do the yang. experiment. Let's find out exactly how much is <laughs> The military's got to be the best. There's only one way to beat North Korea's nuclear missile test, and that is finding out exactly how much masturbation is enough. Or China could stop trading with them. Well, yeah, yeah, but first the masturbation thing, okay? okay yeah, right. And finally. The other issues in the Chinese military were sinus problems due to drinking poor quality water and mental health issues. Hmm. Maybe those people should try jacking off a little more. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all this time I've been so scared of the Chinese army when all you really need is a copy of Hustler and just chuck <laughs> it over the... chuck it out of the pit and say, there you go, guys, go nuts. <laughs> Your masturbation reference material is real dang, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> And in Chinese crime fiction author news, Chinese crime fiction author Liu Yongbao may actually Was be... jacking off. <laughs> yeah. That's how we got into the military. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Chinese crime fiction author Liu Yongbao may actually be Chinese crime non-fiction author Liu Yongbao. <laughs> After police discovered that his next book, successor to the suspiciously titled The Guilty Secret was to be essentially just a detailed account of some murders that he'd actually done in real life. This wasn't quite as on the nose as, for instance, O.J. Simpson's If I Did It, however, because the author had changed one key detail. The successful writer-slash-murderer starring in the book was to be a ravishing female author who evades capture despite committing a string of grisly murders. And the book would be called The Beautiful Writer Who Killed. (laughs) And with any luck... Like with the OJ case, Hollywood will adapt it into a television miniseries starring Sarah Paulson, who is just such a talent. <laughs> I love the idea at the end of this. The cops still don't know who did it. Like, they've written, <laughs> written this book going, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't think it was him. I don't think it was. Now, I'm, I'm, he doesn't have the legs for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 98% sure this was already a movie and it was Basic Instinct with Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone. The only reason I'm not 100% sure... Right. It's because it's so hard to pay attention to the plot of that movie. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Too busy. Because it's too busy. Because it's too busy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> I love the way we started so highbrow. We like, <laughs> started so highbrow. We were like, uh, Peo, Davis, Abba. And then we we're just like, let's write some jokes about jacking off and yeah. dicks at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That was all you. You say we, like we did that. You did that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I did do that. (laughs) Well, that was another episode of Not With A Bang. Thanks for joining us, the lovely and talented Anthony McCormack. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Uh, Do you have anything you'd like to plug, Anthony? Uh, uh, His bloody hair. (laughs) (laughs) Me bloody hair. Um, No, I'm I'm, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) 
Don't need to boast about I'd, being I'd, good. I'd, okay. like to, I'd like to plug world peace uh, <laughs> and, 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 and joy and friendship for all. Good. Good. When we all. I'd like to plug famine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to plug disease. That'd be good. Malaria specifically, yeah. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> you can follow Anthony on Twitter at ToneWords. That's true. That's something you can yeah. plug. Oh yeah, there you go. I, I'm I'm on Twitter. Apart from your hand with your penis, am I right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done. <laughs> uh, Pat McCaffrey, you're on Twitter. I am at at Pat McCaffrey. Is that how you say it? At at Pat McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah at yeah, Pat McCaffrey. Go for it. Yeah, um, I've also got a Facebook page now at Pat McCaffrey on Facebook. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You should invite your friends to like it. I do. Good. Often. They complain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. They say, stop. Leave me alone. I'm not your friend. You know, as, as long as we're plugging, I have a, I have a page. Uh, I think the episode's done now. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. You've got a page. Tone page is literally... So it's Tone Words on Twitter and Tone Page on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Right. T-O-N-E page. Yep, yep, yep. Tumblr? Uh, I used... Tone I, blog? I, it's still... Tum, yeah, Tone Blog still exists. Oh, I, I just guessed that. <laughs> tone Blog actually does exist on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, Instagram, tone pics. I do not. No. <laughs> oh Jesus! When does this drop? I gotta get on that name. Snapchat, tone dick pics. <laughs> yeah, mine is uh, at tones under sixteens only. <laughs> <laughs> it's tones b- boring work stuff. Don't look in here, Martha. Don't leave it, Janet. <laughs> leave it, Janet. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Lance Turnbull. No one follows me, but you could. So then I'd feel better about myself. Why not? Listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, you just did it. Great work. Rate it on Apple Podcasts. Give it some stars. I'm not going to tell you how many to, but I think you know what I want. <laughs> like the Facebook page at NWAB Pod. Twitter also at NWAB pod Instagram also at NWAB pod and I do some funny pictures on there sometimes so you should definitely look at them and Tumblr at under 16 on the- <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs>